0: So I'm still considered a fairly new priest. As of tomorrow, actually, I'll be 18 months ordained. 18 months, and that's been enough time for my family to perhaps reluctantly accept that I am going to continue talking about them in my homilies. (laughs) Because the reality is, family stories just make good material for homilies. So I've been racking my brain to think of a good story to share for this Christmas season, For this Christmas homily and uh going through different stories lots of embarrassing ones lots of juicy ones but uh I decided actually to, to spare them today I decided I'm gonna use a story that I heard that's uh it didn't happen to my family but it reminds me of my childhood and my Christmases at home a rather funny story I heard recently and uh It's about a a young boy, a young child, uh, who is preparing for the Christmas season and loves the gifts and loves the fact that a bunch of gifts are piling up under that Christmas tree with his name on it. And he is just so excited for Christmas morning to tear into those gifts. And I can relate to this very well. And as the days go by, more and more anticipation, more and more excitement. Finally, the day comes. Loves opening all these gifts and seeing what he gets. But later on in the morning... His mother sees him, this young boy, and sees that he's actually kind of sad. He's kind of down. So she asks him, what is it? What's wrong? And he says, well, I didn't get what I wanted. Hmm. So the mom says, well, what did you want? And the boy responds, I don't know, but I didn't get it. <laughs> now, that kid is us, every one of us. We have enormous desires, things that we want, and that's normal, that's good, that's in fact how we were made by God, to desire so many things, strong desires. We know that this is a part of our human lives, but the question is, what is it that we really want? What is it that we want? Now I mentioned I relate to that story, at least the first part of it. I relate to the, the presents building up and, and, and enjoying all of that. But I, in fact, I don't remember any disappointing Christmases. They were all an enormous joy and some of the best memories of my childhood. But that did not change the fact, that doesn't change the fact, that come every, I don't know, September, October of that year, I had probably forgotten all those gifts, and I was already looking forward to that next batch at Christmas. I was already drafting in my mind a mental list of what I want to ask for this December. Because the truth is, I, I lost interest in those gifts. They didn't fully satisfy me. Yeah, For a time, they were fun, but I was ready for more. because They did not satisfy me, not completely, not permanently. And again, this is us. For all the things that we desire, nothing seems to really permanently, fully fulfill us. So, again, that question. What is it that we want? That we really want? Earlier this morning, it's been a long day of liturgies, a joyful day of liturgies. Early this morning, it was still Advent, right? The great season of preparation for Christmas. And we had a Mass, the fourth Sunday of Advent this morning. And at that Mass, I'm preaching on on preparing for Christmas. I gave some uh, some advice on how to have the best possible Christmas, right? And uh, after the Mass... Uh, an older gentleman came up to me and said you know father I'm going to have the best possible Christmas I already know that I said how do you, how do you know that and he says well because I have everything that I want he says and this, this father he says you know I have everything that I want my children are all safe and they're all in my house right now That's all that I want so it's going to be the best Christmas imaginable and you know what That's what God wants. That's God's desire for you and me, to have his children safe and to have his children home. Now, I stand up here and I see a great big crowd, and it's great to see, let me tell you. I see a crowd, but God does not see a crowd. I know many of you, and many of you I don't know. Many of you are visitors who I haven't seen before. It's great to have you here. God doesn't see visitors. God doesn't see, no one is unknown to God. Every one of us, he knows. He sees you. Yeah, that's, that's my beloved son. That's my beloved daughter. He knows you. He knows me. We're never strangers to him. And you know, especially to those of us who maybe have been a while, away for a while from church, from prayer, I can guarantee our Lord has been counting down the days to get you back here. To get you here. Not so that You can give him some worship that he needs as if he's up there waiting for worship and and is deprived without your worship. No, he wants you here. He wants you here to show you his love, to show you how much you are loved. That's why you're here. That's why he calls us here, to refresh us with his amazing love, personal love for each one of us. That is God's desire and he made you and me in his own image. So he made you and me with that similar desire, but for himself. Kind of reverse. You know, we are made in his image. Now, we love our pets. I know that. We, know we, we love animals. I know in my family, we've always loved having pets. And we're told that God did not make them in his own image. So when we see our cats and dogs, you know, we love them. Um, But we don't see in them a restless heart that is longing for some greatness, something beyond what they are. We look at our cats and dogs and say, oh, they're just looking for the next meal, maybe a little bit of affection from their masters. Nothing more than that. But when we look at each other and look at ourselves, we see that infinite desire, that infinite longing for something greater. Our restless hearts that were created in God's image that were only satisfied God himself because what do we really want we want to go home that's what we really want everyone here everyone here without exception is at least a little bit homesick everyone here is restless for heaven we long we long for that overwhelming all-consuming love of our God who is our father And the good news is, the good news that we celebrate on this incredible feast day is that our Lord, our Father in heaven, offers it to you and me. He offers himself so much so that he became man for us so that we can receive him at mass, so that he can bless us in particular ways to give us his life, to give us his strength. That is the great news, that our Lord is here for us, that he's stretching out his hand to you and me all we have to do is turn to him, especially coming to Mass to receive his blessing. But every day, just to turn to him and to allow him to satisfy that infinite longing, that inexhaustible desires of our hearts that only God himself can satisfy.